Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Keegan Stiefel from patspopa.com, and today we have a special episode of the Patriots Nation podcast for you. I was lucky enough to chat with two-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots and current lieutenant in the U.S. Naval Reserves, Joe Cardona. Joe took some time with me today in an effort to help promote USAA's Memorial Day efforts. In remembrance of more than 645,000 military service members who have given their lives in conflict to our country since World War I, USAA is leading an effort this Memorial Day to encourage all Americans to offer a digital tribute to our fallen military heroes by visiting poppyinmemory.com. Since World War I, the red poppy flower has been a symbol of remembrance, and on this site, you'll be able to see how to dedicate a virtual poppy to a hero that gave their life in battle, the ability to learn more about each military conflict and the lives suffered, and more. That is P-O-P-P-Y-I-N-M-E-M-O-R-Y dot com. It's a phone interview, so there's a bit of a delay, but there's still a ton of fun stuff for you guys. We talked about Joe's military service, as well as all things long snappers and New England Patriots. So without further ado, here's Joe Cardona. You're here today with USAA promoting poppyandmemory.com. So I just first wanted to ask you, you know, how you guys got together and what the effort means to you. Yeah, you know, it's always um, an honor and a, and really a privilege to work with USAA. They do so much great work for um, military members, their families and veterans. Um, you know, I'd, I mean, I, I'm a USA member, and I think I think that's their tagline. But um, but uh, no, it's true. And then they do they do a lot for the community. Um, but you know, specifically for Memorial Day, you know, this this effort of uh, poppyandmemory.com um, and really highlighting the uh, the red poppy as the um, you know a, a means of resemblance that has been around since. Uh, World War One to honor the fallen and those that have made the ultimate sacrifice. This is an extension of it and doing it in a modern way. Um, Poppyandmemory.com, you know, it's it's built out as a resource to, um, you know, highlight uh, those heroes that have, have done so much for our freedom. Uh, it, it does it in an informative way where you can go on and you can read about um, those men and women dating back to World War One um, and and really. Uh, read and share their stories. Um, and then ultimately, uh, you can also uh, uh, actually, um, you know, dedicate a, a digital poppy to, you know, friend, family member, uh, you know, somebody you served with, uh, you know, and, and highlight their story as well, uh, which is, um, you know, a really cool thing uh, about this initiative. So really, uh, you know, Memorial Day, these, these heroes deserve their stories told, and this is just a great way to do it. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's uh, not only can you learn about it, but you can also donate or, or give a virtual poppy flower. And in the world that we're living in right now, it's kind of a, a perfect way of doing things. So we'll um, we'll have that in the, the description of the podcast and, and the article and everything like that. So everybody can go to poppyandmemory.com and they can learn all about what the poppy flower means. Um, and I, I want to ask you a little bit more about your service because you're the son of a sailor and, and you're a sailor yourself. So I was wondering how being a service member as well as the family member of one has shaped you and led down, you led you down the path that you've taken. Yeah. I mean, it's, the numbers are pretty incredible these days uh, of those that are, um, you know, the, the amount of veterans, um, you know, we're talking about less than, you know, it's single-digit percentages. I think the amount of veterans uh, 
in the United States that are alive is around 7%. Um, and then the amount of um, active service members, you know, we're talking about uh, about less than 1% um, of the population. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty staggering, uh, or about 1%, sorry. Uh, it's a pretty staggering figure to think that um, this institution that does so much uh, for each and every individual in this country, it's not, uh, you know, extremely represented, um, you know, in day-to-day -day life because most people don't come in con into contact with that many service members or veterans unless you live in a military town. Um, you know, for me, fortunately, I, I grew up in San Diego, surrounded by the military. Um, my dad, you know, being a, a sailor, um, you know, and then continuing to work for the Department of Defense uh, to this day, uh, you know, he's active and involved in training sailors and Marines uh, to do important jobs. So, uh, you know, for me, it was a, it was a logical step, uh, knowing the life it could provide, knowing the opportunities it could provide, and ultimately to go to the Naval Academy is a huge honor. And, um, you know, that's what pushed me and prompted me in that way. Um, and I'm not sure I would have had that experience had it not be, been for my dad. So really grateful um, to have been in that environment. But for those that aren't, um, you know, these opportunities to learn um, about the military are always, um, are always good to, uh, to take, especially on, on a day like Memorial Day when you know, for many, it's a summer kickoff, but really for a lot of uh, those service members, it's a, it's a somber day of remembrance for um, the heroes that have made the ultimate sacrifice. Right. And, and before we get into any, you know, football or Patriots talk, I I was watching, I think it was the Today Show, they did a, a, a feature on you, and you talked about how honoring the core values of the Navy, uh, the honor, courage, and commitment on a stage like the NFL, how important that is to you. So I wanted to ask, you know, how you think embodying those values has helped you in your transition into the league and um, into just adulthood, you know, after college. Um, I myself am coming out of college this year. So how you think those values have helped you integrate into the real world and, um, you know, specifically as a leader, because I feel like in both your jobs, that's, that's a pretty big part of what you do is leading uh, other people. So how do you think that those things have helped you? Yeah, sure. You know, um, the core values uh, of honor, courage, and commitment, uh, you know, those are the core values of the Navy and Marine Corps. They've, uh, you know, they really were driven into you at the Naval Academy. They, they, um, they, they played a role in every single, every single thing you did every single day, um, you know, and, and for me to carry that with me, it's, I think it's, you know, provided me perspective. Um, you know, on what it means to play in the NFL, what it means to, and it's not just, you know, it's not just grown men playing a boys game. We play an important role, um, you know, in society in a lot of ways, especially when it comes to being, you know, what it is off the field um, and what it means for our community. You know, if we see so many guys that have stepped up throughout this last year, um, to play a role in, you know, our society, you know, getting back to normal in these times of crisis, a lot of them are the leaders, um, you know, the leaders of their locker rooms, you know, it, it's these leaders of men that have practice in doing it, that, have, that are prepared um, for those, those great endeavors. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of veterans that, you know, answer the call 
when it comes to, and I'm talking about military veterans, when it comes to um, to supporting their community, but it's also, you know, a lot of guys that are, uh, you know, football players and, and professional athletes, guys who have some perspective on, on what it takes to accomplish a mission. Um, you know, it's always things, things get done when that level of leadership steps in. Right. And, and you are one of the most, you know, longest tenured Patriots now. I don't know if you know that, but you're the seventh longest tenured Patriot, which is, um, you know, not, not many long snappers can say, you know, they've, they've stuck in a program for so long. And we, we saw a couple get drafted this year and we've seen kind of a turnover at the position. So I wanted to ask about, you know, seeing other guys at your position get drafted and um, kind of be put on a bigger pedestal than they have in the past, what that means to you and how you think that not just you, but the the other guys at your position in, in the past five, six years have kind of shown that it's an, an important piece to an NFL roster. Sure. Yeah, no, you can't. Uh, definitely the position hasn't been taken for granted. Um, you know, when I came into the league, uh, you know, I was one of the first guys drafted in, you know, probably 10 years or so. Um, and it was, it was unheard of. Um, I had a, I had a GM of an unnamed, an unnamed team laugh at me when, uh, I'd mentioned, you know, at the senior bowl, he's like, I was like, yeah, well, they get drafted or be a free agent, this or that. And he laughed at me and said that they don't draft long snappers. Um, well, they didn't draft me obviously, but, uh, another team did. And, uh, it, uh, you know, it, it, to me, um, it's great to see the position coming to a forefront, you know, when you have two snappers drafted as compared to one kicker and one punter, like happened this year, it shows that, Hey, the operation, um, starts with us, but really we, we can take a bigger role on the team as well because, you know, we're, we're connecting those specialists with the rest of the team and, and we are, you know, we have to play both roles. We have to be highly specialized and highly accurate in our positions, but we also have to get out there and play football um, and run downfield, block people, um, you know, do all those duties as well. So, um, yeah, excited to see it. Uh, excited to see more guys get drafted, get opportunities. Um, you know, hopefully our pay scale can change too. Uh, we'll see. That, that's the next step, right? Right, yeah. And you, you talked about the operation, and I think this year the Patriots have the biggest specialist operation in the NFL. There's six guys in the room, um, and you guys have just started OTAs recently as we're recording. So I just want to get your thoughts on what it's like having you know six guys. I, I believe throughout your career it's been three or four for the most part. So having more people in the room and more people to work with. So what can you draw you know, any positives from, from having extra guys in the room? Yeah. Um, you know, my first four years in the league, it was, uh, very consistent. Um, you know, I think we had three guys in and maybe one guy here or there added to the mix, but, um, these past two years have been a little bit different. Ultimately, um, you know, you have to, as as a team, you have to be prepared, and um, you know it's it's an interest. It's a different experience, but it's been really cool to to be a part of and and see how you know development really takes place. Um, you know, you see young guys come in, 
and um, improve a lot. Obviously, we've seen that with uh, Jake Bailey over the over the past few years. You know, coming in as a rookie, relatively raw out of Stanford, and then you know, two years down the road, he's an All Pro and uh, in the Pro Bowl. So, um, you know, it's 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 a, it's a special experience, but um, and one I hadn't had in the NFL, but it's been really cool to see. Uh, come about as of these last two years. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes this this uh, off season, and uh, you know ultimately it's um, my job to to make things as easy as possible for the kickers and the punters, and uh, not have us noticed for anything other than success. Yeah, that's that's bar- the barometer of a long snapper, right? If the, if they don't know your name, you're you're doing a good job. Um, and and last year there was a, it was a bit of a down year for the team as a whole, but the special teams unit you know was great as always. Um, even though you guys went through a lot of turnover, you know Goskowski was gone after ten plus years. You had a new kicker in, and um, you you had a new special teams coordinator in Cameron Accord. So can you talk about you know how he was able to keep you guys on the course, and how you you and Jake were were the holdovers from the year before, and how you guys were able to kind of keep that unit tight and and keep things rolling. Yeah, you know, we had a, a very veteran special teams unit as a whole. Um, you know, the specialists themselves, obviously Jake's a young guy. Um, I'll still consider myself a young guy because we have Nick Folk in the room who's a, who's a veteran who's, who's seen it all and, and is always able to, uh, you know, reflect his experience on us. Um, you know, but when um, those years stack up, it, it, it hopefully can, you know, as far as the specialists, uh, the specialist trio goes, you know, our hope is to make uh, Coach Coach Accord's job uh, real easy. I mean, that's, you know, hey, set and forget. We're going to go out there and we're going to we're going to execute so that he could focus on, um, you know, the all the other pieces that come into being a special teams coordinator, which it's a lot when you're balancing, you know, punt and kickoff, kickoff return, all those different schemes schematically. Um, you know, our goal is to, to make it as easy as possible so that he knows that the specialists are going to be there and we're going to perform. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it was a, a very veteran group and, you know, it's a, it's a fun group to be in and be a part of because people take their job seriously and they come into work every day ready to go. So that's the, uh, the goal is to carry that momentum from last year and keep being an integral part of the, uh, part of the team that can be dependent upon. Awesome. And, and before I let you go, uh, you know, we had some fans ask questions on Twitter and I, I just want to run through them with you rapid fire. So if we could go quick, um, this one comes from Mr. Griffin B on Twitter. How often do you and Bill talk about Navy? Um, more than we talk about, uh, more than we talk about the Navy more than we talk about the army. That's for sure. But, uh, a, a little <laughs> bit here and there, ultimately, uh, uh, our job is to, uh, you know, it's all business in our building. Everybody knows that. All right. And, and I'll keep it to one more, one final question. Um, it's one that I, a bunch of people asked uh, from at DL Pat's thoughts on Twitter. Did Bill Belichick ever tell you about the 2003 long snapper fiasco? Um, he actually hasn't told me about it. I actually read, read a book on it. Um, you know, very interesting just the the whole saga of it, but um, yeah, I've been part of a uh, Patriots lore for sure. Um, so 
hopefully, uh, you know, it can be a streamlined process with me here. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'll, I'll have to, maybe I'll ask about it one day, but, um, I think I'll just, uh, I'll keep that, uh, to myself so far. Yeah. That's a, when you're, you're long gone, then you can ask him about it. You don't want to bring up any bad memories. Um, that Joe, thank you so much for exactly. taking the time with us today. We, uh, we really appreciate it and, um, good luck to you this season. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thank you.